Welcome to a Spoonful of Sugar podcast with Pam and Amy. We're two friends living in the Midwest with our hubbies and kids. We're living our lives and dreaming of Disney. Join us as we discuss all things Walt Disney World and our love of Disney. Hello and welcome to this week's Spoonful of Sugar podcast. I'm here with my supercalifragile Amy. How are you doing, girl? So good. How are you? It is great to be here with you. Podcast day is always so fun. Yes, it is. I know. And we just bought a bunch of stuff at the Disney store. We did. So there's always that. But it was it was on clearance. On it's clearance. an outlet store. Yep. Plus we got another 10% off with our Disney Visa. There we go. So, you know, a bargain. We're, we're happy. Yes, I think we we're both feeling very magical today. We are. Somebody's got to, you know, somebody's got to bolster the Disney economy because <laughs> who's going to do it if not us? We would right. want to see the company, you know, go bankrupt or go right. belly up or something. Yeah. It's our job. Definitely us buying things on clearance is doing it. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. So, people, we are doing one of our fabulous news episodes today. We are technically covering the January 2020 news. We do realize it's February. We can look at the calendar. We understand that. But this is just when we are putting out this episode. So think end of January, early February news. There we go. Enjoy, people. Enjoy. So along with that, we do have a number of stories to cover today. So we thought we would just jump straight in because we got judging to do. We got judging. We don't need an icebreaker. No. Ain't nobody got time for that. (laughs) So, so put your judging hat on, Amy. Okay. Get that gavel ready. <laughs> Pound it down. Okay. Woman, do you want to talk about our first story? Sure. So, for our news stories today, we're going to kind of hit on each park. Yes. And we're going to start off with Epcot. Mm-hmm. So, we all love Epcot. And Epcot is getting even better because they are adding things to Epcot. So much. Yes. So, there used to be, for those of you who know Disney well and know Epcot well. There used to be some sort of Lion King inspired video in the oh, Land yeah. Pavilion. Yeah. I, I didn't go to that. Did you go to I that? went, yes. I went to it okay. once and all I remember it was Lion King themed but it was all about like Africa and stuff. Oh, your planet. Yeah, yeah, Creating yeah. a healthy planet. Da, da, Epcot da, da, da. does a lot of stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's a new movie in that space mm-hmm. um, which is called Awesome Planet. Nice. Okay, and that opened on the 17th of January. So they also have a couple other new movies in Epcot, which is in the France Pavilion. They Mm -hmm. have a Beauty and the Beast sing-along. you got to love a sing-along. Who doesn't love a good sing-along? Yay! And then in Canada, they have a new movie there, too, called Far and Wide. They needed a new one there. Yeah. A lot of these films have just been... Hanging on too long. Mm-hmm. A sad thing, though, is that the France movie, which I know is a fra- favorite of some people at least, what was it called? Um, I, I don't, I don't remember. Know, I remember. But it was about the actual country of France, you know, yeah. a little documentary kind of thing. And it's gone now, evidently. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of sad that something that would actually tell you about the culture of the country that you're in is gone and being re- replaced with, you know, a Disney IP instead. So yeah. I, I kind of... 
It feels like maybe there could be a way to integrate like a couple concepts together. Impressions difference. Ah, that's what it was. There you go. Merci. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, so you got those two in France and in Canada. And then Awesome Planet, like I mentioned, is located inside that land pavilion Mm -hmm. in the future world. I don't like the name of it, though. It seems so Awesome Planet. It seems like I'm in the 80s. Radical, yeah. bodacious, dude. Oh, it's an awesome planet, man. Bodacious planet. Let's go with that. <laughs> I like that one. So you're kind of down on that? I don't love the name, but mm-hmm. I feel like I'm sure if it has anything to do with those. You know how Disney put out a series of those like planet Earth things where it did like the tundra and the rainforests and kind of highlighted different. What's the word I'm looking for? I remember the ones about, like, the animals. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Planet Earth is his own thing, right? Which is not Disney. Oh, is that not Disney? For some reason, I, don't I was think thinking it, it was. I don't think it is, unless Disney I'm going to double check Disney Plus when I go home, because I feel that. like those are on there. But I'll double check. Because Planet Earth, I mean, those are awesome. Those and are really good. And Disney would always release on Earth Day. They would yes. do, like, they did a penguins one, right, and right, a monkeys right. one, mm-hmm. and a whatever one. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like this is awesome because it's totally up their alley hence awesome planet Mm -hmm. but yeah i just feel like the name could be a little different but i I feel i obviously we have to watch the video and see how we like it but yeah i think it's a good concept i do i mean certain things were really getting old and they needed to be updated and Mm -hmm. you can tell how interested we were in the lion king film that they had going on there clearly not at all (laughs) (laughs) and how quickly we're able to remember the uh, Impressions de France and, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and Canada thing was just old. It needed to go too. So yeah, so bring on the new st- stuff. I say thumbs up from me. Thumbs up. Woo. So woman, our next Epcot story is Space 220, a place that Amy will never go. <laughs> so this is, the idea is that Space 220, which is a new th- space themed restaurant, which is going to be in Epcot, will now be opening on March 30th of this year, 2020. Cool. Sounds very exciting. Amy refuses to go because it's in outer space. Yeah, I don't like outer space. And the food is going to be freeze-dried astronaut food. It will not. <laughs> Woman, it will not. Sorry, that was fake news. <laughs> um, but overall, even though I feel like I will probably never go here, I give it a thumbs up because I feel like it's always good to add options for people. Yeah. Especially dining options. People are at Disney. They get hangry. They need to eat. Mm-hmm. So why not go to outer space mm-hmm. and eat? This is true. I, I still don't understand the not going to outer space to eat thing, woman. I mean, you I mean, you intellectually understand you're not actually I in space. I intellectually understand that, but... Space freaks me out, and so okay. does like deep undersea. Like yeah, you will yeah. never see me scuba diving or anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. That's freaky. Okay, is there a technical name for a space phobia? Oh, I'm sure sh- there should, must or be a deep sea phobia. We need to, okay. This is what we need to do for the next episode: is find out this important information <laughs> so we can share it with our people. Perfect. So, speaking as someone who does plan to attend, attend to eat here, I do think this will be great. Um, Looking forward to it. It's part of the Patina Group. They do good work. So it's not a Disney-owned and operated restaurant, but Patina Group does other restaurants on property, and they do a good job. So thumbs up from me as well. Cool. Woo. So now we're going to jump over to Hollywood Studios, 
and guess what? They've redone their FastPass tiering <laughs> system, which I think is great because yes. I hated how it was before. Oh, yeah. So now there are a couple things that are in tier one. So now you can choose a FastPass for Millennium Falcon. Smugglers nice. Run, which is great because mm-hmm. they did not have that before. And then also on tier one is Slinky Dog Dash. Mm-hmm. So you get it's to... understandable. Understandable. Yes. So now you can pick, obviously, one tier one attraction, the Millennium Falcon or Slinky Dog. Mm-hmm. And then your tier two attractions are, you know, Toy Story Midway Mania, Rock and Roller Coaster, Tower of Terror. Yeah. So then you get to pick two tier two attractions, which is great. Very nice. Because all of these used to be basically tier one. Yes. So you had like one, quote, good attraction and then you're stuck with yeah like, other random things well i didn't like they had slinky and midway mania yes. both tier one so mm-hmm. th- i mean you couldn't do yeah. both yeah unless you rope drop and do one early and then mm-hmm. with the millennium falcon not having a fast pass option that yes. line was yeah. ridiculous mm-hmm. it was like into other lands <laughs> it was crazy <laughs> So hopefully this should shorten, I would hope, the standby line. I would hope. I would hope. I would hope. Now we just need to get that rise of resistance, not ride of resistance. (laughs) Right now it is a ride of resistance because who can get on that thing? Nobody. But eventually, hopefully, they will get the rise of resistance attraction onto the FastPass system and that will make us happy as well. Absolutely. So thumbs up for me on this one. You too, I assume. Yep. Thumbs up. Great. Woman. We are moving over to your land, Disney's Animal Kingdom. I love it. And this is very much a an Amy story. I think you should take it away, Amy. Okay, so babies, babies, babies. We have Animal babies. Animal babies. <laughs> we have some birth announcements for animal babies. <laughs> okay, so this is very cool. There is a brand new zebra baby. Ooh. And a brand new colobus monkey baby. So, on January 21st, the mm-hmm. zebra baby was born. Aww. The mom's name is Prima. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to see what the name of this baby is, but I don't see the name on here. Maybe he hadn't been named as of the time of this report. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but he weighed 65 pounds. Can you Whoa. imagine giving birth to a 65-pound no. baby? And no. apparently, zebras walk within a half an hour of being born. That's kind of cool. So wow. they're they're having fun and always when the animals have babies they kind of put them backstage for a little bit yeah, to yeah, yeah. let them bond mm-hmm. you know so that's mm-hmm. good I like that yes, they do yes. that and then on January fifteenth a little monkey named Douglas was born <laughs> Douglas Douglas <laughs> like, his mother's name is Zara <laughs> and then you know the child is Douglas Douglas. <laughs> He, he looks like a Douglas, though, doesn't he? We're looking at pictures on the Disney Park blog. And, uh, yeah, he, he looks like a Douglas. Amy, I think he has a sloth face. He kind of does, because he, he has, like, the he? rings around his eyes yeah. that the sloths yeah, have. Yeah, definitely. And it's just interesting, because th- we have a picture of the mother and baby here mm-hmm. from Disney Parks blog. And, and we will link to all of these stories in our show notes. So if you want more information, feel free. This baby looks nothing like the mama, really. I would have thought this was the milkman's baby, but <laughs> this is this is a baby colobus monkey. And just, I mean, just even the color changes it'll have to go through to turn into an adult. Yeah, that looks that's like actually it. so amazing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. 
So, yeah, and apparently he has a sister, too, but she was born in 2018. So and her name's Alika. Look how much bigger she is. She's on the left. Oh, yeah. Wow. So it's, yeah, you're you're right. It's funny. They all have, like, these exotic <laughs> names. And then Douglas. Yeah. Douglas. Douglas. <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right. I give this two thumbs up. It gets a thumbs up for me. I'm not sure about two. I'm not as... I'm giving it one for the zebra and one for the colobus monkey. (laughs) (laughs) That makes sense. Equal opportunity thumbs. Yeah. Go for it. So now we're hopping over to Magic Kingdom. Magic Kingdom. Pam, this doesn't really affect you in any way, but tell us us about this story. So some people are going to find this to be a magical thing at Magic Kingdom. Other people, as we know, are going to be up in arms and very upset. So the story is that alcohol is now being served at the Magic Kingdom fireworks parties. So as we talked about before on the podcast, I've been to Magic Kingdom fireworks party for Mm -hmm. Happily Ever After. We had a very good time. There were beverages. There was no alcohol, though. So we had, I want to say there was hot cocoa and lemonade and sparkling cider. Nothing alcoholic. But now, starting this month... Guests are going to be able to enjoy a little alcoholic beverage with a fine selection of beer and wine. Of course, this is only for guests over 21 years yes. of age. So I, I'm i fine with it. I, I don't really drink, so not much of a deal to me. There are people who have been up in arms anytime that more alcohol has been introduced into the Magic Kingdom because evidently Walt was very against this idea. Mm-hmm. But at this point, it feels like there has there have been like little introductions of alcohol here and there, which is I think a good way to test the waters and see yeah. how things are working. They can always pull it if it's not working out well. They mm-hmm. can always go back to how things used to be. But I, I'm for it. I give it a thumbs up. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm sort of neutral. And if anybody's curious about pricing for these dessert parties at Magic Kingdom, there's a couple different ones. There's one in the Plaza Garden Viewing mm-hmm. area that's 79 per adult and 47 per child. That's the one that my family did. Okay. And so with these prices, I would hope that I'm getting alcohol uh, with yeah, this. Yeah. I need alcohol to make these prices justified. So and th- then, and this is because this is good because it doesn't look like they're raising the prices even though they're adding alcohol. That's good. At least not raising the prices yet. Yet, right? Yet. It's always a yet. And then at Tomorrowland Terrace, it's nine it's a little more, ninety-nine per adult and fifty-nine per child. And remember, children are only up to age nine in the Disney realm. So yeah, thumbs up from me, Pam. Yeah, like I said, I'm neutral. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So moving on, we now are going to talk about character dining. Aha, Aha. character dining. So Considering that you all are the fabulous counter service people, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You, I'm guessing you haven't done a lot of. I mean, you do the character meet and greets, but actual character dining. I'm guess you have we, you done any? Only Chad and I did some okay. on our anniversary trip because right. we actually did a um, dining plan. Right, that, that was included, like the standard yeah. dining mm-hmm. plans would included. Yes. Um. So we did Tusker House. Oh, that's and right. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to. Think think if we did any other character dining um well you and i my friend we did artist point we did that was so, so that was fun, fun. that so was that really was fun because yes. we got to meet snow white and dopey and grumpy yes. and the queen, and the queen. The queen. that was very fun 
Yeah. Yeah. So, but our story is that they are, this is so sad, Pam. Sad. Increasing the pricing. And more sad. Sad and more sad. It just says, the article that we're looking at on InsideTheMagic.net, it just says Disney quietly increased the price, <laughs> the price of meals at several character dining locations across Walt Disney World property. So... We don't. We're not going to have a list for you, but basically, you're going to see a, a slight upcharge. And and really, I mean, it is a very slight upcharge. So I'm looking at this, and they're saying the price increases are only by one dollar per adult <laughs> and three or four dollars per child. So I mean, it's not the type of thing where if you were thinking of character dining, you know, oh, you really need to step back and think about this again because <laughs> it's going to be a whole extra dollar for you to eat there. It's like yeah. yeah. But can you imagine, like each week? They, they like slightly increase it. And then, you know, by the end of like a month or two, you're like, whoa, what's happening? Yeah. Yeah. So I give it a thumbs down. I feel like dining is expensive enough as yes, it is. Yes, it so, is. Thumbs Disney down. dining. Yep. I agree. Thumbs down. We don't need any more price increases. No. And once again, I just feel that Disney really increases their prices overall far greater than the rate of inflation for the rest of the economy. Mm -hmm. So what is with that? What is with what that? What is with we that? We don't like it. We yeah, that's our answer. What is with that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that sounds like a whole new series we could do about Disney. What is with that? We should. We should. That's a great idea. Let's go with that. <laughs> Look us, think, us uh, thinking of new ideas right on the fly. Love it. So speaking of what is with that. Oh, seriously. We're going to zoom out from our little yes. United States. Or even Walt Disney World. Right. We're usually just world, not even that's land. That's true. That's mm -hmm. true. So we're going to kind of zoom out to some other Walt Disney World parks, specifically in Asia, where they have the coronavirus. Oh, this has been so miserable. It's just scary stories coming out Yeah, from over there. So, so I know at one point they actually shut down... Um, Shanghai. Yes, thank Shanghai you. is still shut down. Ugh. Shanghai is shut down... Uh, so there are three parks in the general area. You have Shanghai, which is in China. You have the Hong Kong Park. And then, uh, and evidently, Hong Kong and uh, Shanghai are both closed. Yikes. Uh, so Hong Kong closed on January 26th. And But I guess the resorts were, or restaurants were still open for a while. I don't quite understand hmm. that. But now they're starting to close those as well. And Shanghai is closed they closed on the 25th. And the scary thing is it's, you know, continued to remain closed until further notice. I mean, there's not even a projected opening date. Because we know here, you know, at World, there'll be yeah. once in a while a, know, hurricane. a hurricane or something. And yeah. that will close things down for maybe a day and a half. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But there's never this, you know, we're closed down until further notice. I mean, this is huge. Yeah. This is really huge. So I guess the only one that's open over there is Tokyo. Tokyo, from what I've heard, is open, but they've stopped the character meet and greets. Which makes I sense. I get that. Yeah. I get that. But <laughs> it is interesting they would, like, stop the meet and greets, but still everything else. Because coronavirus, I'm sure, is not just limited to character meet and greets. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure coronavirus is everywhere. It so is, I just think it's interesting, like, how did they come to that decision? I don't know, but... I'm not quite sure either, but... I I think, you know, it really makes sense for the Chinese parks, for Shanghai mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and for Hong Kong, because they are there, you know, in mm -hmm. China. Mm -hmm. And the, that, of course, is the, the hotbed of the coronavirus. But, 
Japan being a separate country and I guess far enough away, they're feeling comfortable with this. Do you know that at at Disneyland Tokyo, there all the cast members are required to wear face masks? So that's another thing. Who wants to do? That's a, so a, crazy. Yeah, who wants to do a meet and greet with you know character in face mask? <laughs> right. It actually doesn't seem as weird to me because once again, I spent a number of years living in in Asia, and one of those years was in China. Mm. And just the city I was in had really bad air pollution. So you would see a lot of times people going around with face masks, just going around their daily lives. So it doesn't seem as strange to me that they would uh, do this in Tokyo as well. Well, I give it a thumbs up. Even though it's a bad situation, I give Mm -hmm. it a thumbs up because I like that Disney is being proactive and concerned about the health and safety of Mm -hmm. their guests. Yes, absolutely. In that respect, I give it a thumbs up. Yeah, I think I'm with you. I mean, obviously, horrible that this coronavirus is happening, and hopefully uh, we will find, the scientists out there will find some relief for people soon, and our hearts just go out to those who are having to suffer from this. But I do agree that Disney is doing the right thing in shutting these parks down, and I I guess it just highlights what a pandemic this is, Mm -hmm. that they would shut down parks until further notice, because that is not the Disney way, typically. Yeah. Not the Disney way. Well, that's a little disappointing to talk about the coronavirus, but Mm -hmm. our last news story Mm -hmm. is fabulous. It is fabulous. Get ready for it, everybody. (laughs) It is. Pam, do you want to to say it? Sure. Well, first of all, I'll talk about how I found out about this. So we all know, of course, who Lin-Manuel Miranda is, the famous uh, creator and uh, entrepreneur who's created Hamilton the Musical. And I follow him on Twitter. And one day, I think it was yesterday, the day before yesterday, perhaps, he tweeted out, wait for it. Oh. Which is like a, a something from one of his songs, but also gives you ideas like, oh, what's coming? It just said, wait for it. And then about an hour later, he comes up with this tweet saying that, you know, Disney presents, first of all, that was nice, Disney presents Hamilton with the original Broadway cast coming to theaters near you. And it said like October 15th. And I was like, yay. And then later on, I saw it said 2021. 2021. Yes. You're going to have to, you are going to have to wait for it. Yes, you really are. You really are. (laughs) But this is so exciting, especially considering that it is the original Broadway cast and it's coming out there. And this is going to be a Disney thing, which is awesome. And especially for those frugal people that can't afford tickets to actually go see Hamilton Mm -hmm. on stage. Mm Mm-hmm. Now you can see it in, yes. in a theater near you. Yes, repeatedly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, my daughter and I did go see Hamilton. She's a theater major and a huge fan of Hamilton and the one who told me about it originally where she was saying, yeah, it's a, a musical about our founding fathers done in rap. And I was like, what? Who would go see this? <laughs> <laughs> Evidently, the entire nation would become obsessed with it. So, but yeah, it is that good. And so just really excited that we'll have the opportunity to see the original people because we saw the Chicago production. Gotcha. Which were not the original. I mean, they're still great, but not the original folks. So this is huge thumbs up. Very excited. Wish it were 2020 and not 2021, but it's nice to have something to look forward to and excited that it's Disney. So because I feel like could have gone, you know, with whatever 
film studio, but I love that it's under the Disney umbrella, keeping close to home. And Lin-Manuel does have Disney connections. He had done the music for Moana, Mm -hmm. as well as, of course, being one of the leads in the latest Mary Poppins film that just came out, the sequel. So it's nice that Hamilton's going to be with this too and that we'll have so much to talk about oh yeah most definitely yes. and who, if Disney approached you like who wouldn't want to have that partnership with Disney right oh absolutely I you think, know it's going to be done right mm-hmm. when this comes out you know we have to dedicate an entire episode to this most definitely we'll go we'll see it mm. and then we'll do a movie review right yes. after yes love it perfect love it. Thanks for listening, everyone. That's it for this week. We would love to get to know you through social media. You can reach us at SpoonfulPod. That's S-P-O-O-N-F-U-L-P-O-D at gmail.com. We're also at SpoonfulPod on both Twitter and Instagram. And of course, you can also like us at Facebook.com slash SpoonfulPod. Please subscribe and rate and review us on iTunes. And now you can also find your favorite sprinkle of Disney sugar on Google Play Music, as well as Stitcher Radio, Podbean, and TuneIn Radio. Thanks for joining us and sprinkling a little sugar into your day. Thanks for listening. Spoonful out. (laughs) 